Hello and welcome into yet another episode of Just Say in Sports, episode number 61. I'm here, Jake Adnip, with my best friend, Sean Dwyer. Go ahead and say hello to the people. How you doing? How are you doing? Guess what time it is? It's fantasy football season! We got yes, a show. Sir. Yeah, we got a show for you today. Uh, Sean's going to give me some uh, questions about this year's fantasy football season before everybody gets their drafts in and... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, the hottest players in the league. Uh, we got some uh, offense to talk about, a couple different positions. So Sean's going to phase me with some questions, and we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. But let's get started with this, Sean. We got how many fantasy mocks have you already done? Um, I've lost count. <laughs> I think Sean sends me a new mock draft every day and asks me to say, hey, what, what's this look like? Or, hey, how are my receivers? Hey, what do you think about this? I was 17. Yeah, uh, mock drafts are in fantasy drafts. I think are going to be a lot different this year. Wide receivers are going a lot easier with Gurley, Zeke, and um, uh, Melvin Gordon not being in camp. I mean, obviously, Gurley's not what people think he's going to be this year. So wide receivers are going up a lot earlier in drafts, I've noticed so far. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've only done a couple. I've actually already done a draft for one of my leagues where I have my team set in stone and pretty happy with it. But, yeah, I mean, running backs are going to be uh, falling down in the uh, draft just a little bit because, you know, there's only a few in that upper tier. And uh, like you mentioned, a few of them are out. So without any further ado, let's get started, Sean. What's your uh, first question for 2019? Well, this question is going to be, we're going to assume that Ezekiel Elliott gets all of his stuff figured out and he's playing. There's been four running backs. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. This is to any regular fantasy owner. Some people might not give a shit. But continue. So I want you to rank the number, the top four guys, McCaffrey, Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Kamara. They're kind of the consensus top four. I want you to rank them if you had you know, the top four picks, theoretically, how would you take them? Uh, it, it's, it depends on, of course, PPR or not, but all four of these guys who you just mentioned are going to get um, both catches and uh, touches running the ball. Ezekiel Elliott probably going to be the bottom rung of that. Uh, but, I mean, just, I mean, just off of pure numbers and the offense that he's in, honestly, I think I would take Alvin Kamara at number one overall. I mean, he accounted for... Uh, 18 touchdowns last year, 14 rushing touchdowns, four receiving touchdowns, um, over 1,500 total yards. It was, uh, <clears throat> you know, for a PPR league, uh, he had 81 receptions. That's that's not as much as Christian McCaffrey, but it seems like after uh, Mark Ingram is going to be leaving the Saints, Elvin Kamara's role is only going to step up. Um, number two, I would probably take uh, Christian McCaffrey if you're in a PPR league. I mean, nobody really touches the ball or seems like he touches the ball more. Um, had over a thousand yards rushing last year, almost a thousand yards receiving. Um, I'm sure in his, you know, I, this is his third year now. He could eclipse that 1,000, 1,000 mark. So I would take him at two, and then I would take Saquon before Ezekiel Elliott, uh, just because of that. A is his contract going to work out? But if it isn't, um, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna go with Saquon. Uh, Saquon's in his second year. Hopefully that sophomore slump doesn't happen. But I see him having more upside than Zeke in Dallas. 
Uh, Zeke would obviously fall that number four spot, even though he did have the most touches out of all these guys last year. Um, he, uh, he, he still was dwarfed by uh, Saquon Barkley in the yards department. So, yeah, that'd be the top four or rank, ranks for me on that. So next question, we're going to go through the top four wide receivers, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and Michael Thomas. Who do you like uh, one through four there? Well, obviously PPR is a big deal with wide receivers, but uh, if we're just talking about who I think is the best wide receiver in the NFL, I think it actually might be uh, Michael Thomas or, who, if, you know, four, four fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a trusty quarterback in Drew Brees. I mean, last year he was targeted 147 times and caught at 125. So if you're throwing the ball at Michael Thomas, if Drew Brees, who's one of the most accurate passers in NFL history, is throwing the ball at Michael Thomas, he's going to catch the ball and get some kind of points for you. He accounted for nine touchdowns last year. Even though he had the lowest total touchdowns of all these guys last year, uh, I think he's obviously big contract. He's looking to, you know, show him that's what he's made of. Uh, Next, I would be going with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, The only thing that really has always been iffy about this is that now he still has Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson has to really show out. Um, I mean, Will Fuller has taken those deep, those deep balls from him. The big yardage plays don't always come from DeAndre Hopkins, but he is a fantastic wide receiver. Uh, next, I would say uh, probably Devontae Adams. I mean, who doesn't like having uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing to their wide receiver, especially being the wide receiver one in Green Bay? I mean, we've seen the guys who have been like that over the years with Jordy Nelson and such like that. Yeah, who can... Aaron is just all over the place on that yeah. one. But, yeah, but exactly. You, you know that he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver by the end of the year no matter what. And then let Tyreek Hill fall into the bottom. The only reason I leave Tyreek Hill at the bottom is because I think he is a big player buster. He always seems to get a lot of uh, yardage or some touchdowns, but, I mean, this guy just has to rip you out of the water. He's almost like Will Fuller, but just a bit better. All right, what's next? All right, Jake, so I'm going to give you a quarterback pick em real quick. Um, do you want Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers? Real quick. That, that's really hard, actually. Um, I, after after the MVP season. Oh, wow. We got a doggy in the background. Jeez, Clifford. Holy moly. Yeah, say hello to Clifford for everybody. Yeah. But I'll tell you, uh, it's hard for me to see Patrick Mahomes putting up the same numbers as he did in his MVP season last year. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, had a down year last year. Uh, I, I, you know, you can't always ride that roller coaster. Oh, are they going to go up? They're going to go down, but a sophomore slump, uh, it's not technically Pat Mahomes sophomore year, but, uh, really his second full year doing what he's doing. Um, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers over Patrick Mahomes, especially because a lot of people are going to take Patrick Mahomes way too high up in the draft. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the reason why I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. And it's because people forget Aaron Rodgers played all of last year after that bears game to open the season. I'm kind of a bum Yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, last year he had only 25 touchdowns, but he only threw two picks on a lot of attempts, almost 600 attempts. So I, I like Rodgers too, like mostly for the reason that you said you can get him um, a lot later than Pat, Patrick Mahomes is going right now. Um, next question is going to be about tight ends. Um, there's the big three tight ends. You know, there's Ertz, there's Kelsey, and, oh, my goodness, I'm blanking on the other guy right now. Well, we know it's not Rob Gronkowski. Exactly. Um, but outside of the top three tight ends who are ranked and the rankings that I was looking at, 
There's Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, Jared Cook, and Eric Ebron. Which one would you pick if you had to pick one? Your choice. Well, well I think I might go with Eric Ebron. I, I mean, Andy Luck is still obviously being hampered by injury over and over again. But we saw what was possible when everybody was healthy last year. Uh, Eric Ebron is obviously still going to be a big part of that offense. You know, Jack Doyle taking up a lot of those blocking abilities still, too. Um, but it's hard for me to, you know, overlook O.J. Howard. He had a really good year last year. Uh, he's a big guy, had five touchdowns. But, I mean, Eric Ebron had 13 touchdowns a year ago. If you, that, that's, that's red zone targets. And I think he only had, like, three or four of those were actually over 20 or 30 yards. So, like, the guy is always going to be in at the, big, at the red zone. He's six foot five, six foot six. He's a big guy. Yeah, to me, it's Evan Ingram with the Giants, and that is because once they get down in the passing downs, there's no Odell there anymore. Sterling Shepard has been hurt this offseason, and Golden Tate is suspended for the first four games. So who else do you have in that Giants passing game besides Evan Ingram to even get targets? Yeah, I guess you're I right. Think that one, I guess once he gets that season started, that chemistry going with Eli, that might last him back to where he was his rookie season where he was a top-five fantasy tight end. Um. Next question, number five, rookie running backs, um, late round picks, guys that you can pick up, uh, Josh Jacobs, Daryl Henderson, David Montgomery, and Miles Sanders. So which one, if you were had your pick and you were in a position to pick one of those guys, would you like the most? If you're just looking at bare bones where you just pick them up and then you say this is going to be a guy I'll run in my flex or something like that, I'm definitely taking Josh Jacobs. I mean, we know what the Alabama running backs have done in the league uh, since they're coming out. I mean, Derrick Henry's starting to actually do something. Uh, Ingram has been good. I mean, most of these guys who come out of Alabama have some sort of running back pedigree. So I'm taking Josh Jacobs. But I already – just as a disclaimer, I, I picked up Todd Gurley early in one of my leagues and uh, picked up Daryl Henderson uh, as, as a handcuff. And I thought it might be a good idea because Todd Gurley hasn't been uh, that much of a – you know, that much of a threat in the last about 10, 12 games that he's played. Um, so if he does get injured again, that rookie might get li- relied upon heavily with a CJ Anderson gone. You want to know what I was about to say for my answer? It was literally just off of your answer. I've been trying in mock drafts. I've been t- getting a lot of David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen combination. Cause I think David Montgomery is going to be in that, uh, Howard role of being the every down run back. And then you're going to have Cohen with the receiving yards and the uh, PPR, I think David Montgomery would be my choice. It was based off those reasons. He's going to be the inside runner for Chicago. So right. flipping, flipping from rookie running backs to rookie wide receivers, there's not a lot to get excited about this year. I'm going to be honest. Who are you more excited for next year moving forward with A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Nikhil Harry, and Hakeem Butler? I mean, who am I most excited to see play is DK Metcalf. I really want to see if this kid, like, can catch yeah, the ball or not. <laughs> I really do. Um, but, I mean, if we're talking about in fantasy over the next couple of years, I'm really looking at Nikhil Harry. I mean, as long as he falls into the system and Tom Brady's still the quarterback, there's going to be passing touchdowns to be had. Gronk's gone. Uh, they only have Edelman, really, and James White. So they're going to they're gonna need uh, somebody else, and that's what they picked him up late in that first round for. I agree with you with Nikhil Harry for this year, next year, and maybe the year after. But I think four or five years down the road, I think Hakeem Butler is going to be the guy. And because of, it's because who he's with, you know, he's going to eventually probably be the heir apparent to Larry Fitzgerald and that number one role in Arizona with his size. 
So if you're in a dynasty league, I think Hakeem Butler would be a guy just to stash away and see what happens with him. All right. Yep. Second year wide receivers, not rookies, second year guys, guys who had flashes last year and are ranked pretty high in some lists so far this year. DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, and James Washington. Well, yeah, this is an interesting group of guys. I mean, everybody, you said everybody showed their flashes. Um, the one who I think is obviously going to make the biggest impact this year will be DJ Moore because he actually is the number one guy in Carolina now. Um, even just in his second year, they don't have anybody else around him except for Christian McCaffrey and Greg Olson. So he, he's going to be the number one wide receiver out there. So I think he's actually due for the most production. Um, other than that, I think James Washington is going to have an increased role next to Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, obviously with Antonio Brown gone. Once again, Ben Roethlisberger is going to have passing touchdowns. It just depends to who. Yeah, um, I think I agree with you that DJ Moore is the most likely. I've taken him in every mock draft I've done. I'm not kidding, everyone. I think he's going to be amazing. Um, the guy that would be next for me is Christian Kirk, and that's just um, when you look at who Kyler Murray targeted, it was Marquise Brown out of the slot a lot at Oklahoma or a speedster guy out wide. I think Christian Kirk is going to be then be that role for Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be a, lot, a very heavily looked at wide receiver. So I would take Christian Kirk late on a flyer. I think he could pan out to be really good. You know, he caught fire at the end of last year. and Maybe he can build on it. All right, Jake. PPR leagues, receiving running backs are definitely worth a lot. Um, I'm going to give you four guys. You pick one. James White, Tariq Cohen, Naheem Hines, and I'm throwing Duke Johnson on this list because he got traded from Cleveland. Uh, Houston doesn't really have a receiving running back, and Duke Johnson fills that role perfectly in theory. All right. I think this is pretty easy because I already said it in this podcast, but James White, I mean, we've seen what this guy's done over and over again. Even when there was three people in New England all fighting for carries, even when there was three people in New England fighting for pass catching, James White still prevailed. I'm going to take James White with Tom Brady still at the helm. His check, Tom Brady does get down the check downs quite often. I'm not going to lie. He's not, he's, it's not like he's always gunning the ball down. I'm going to give it to James White. I mean, tr- everybody likes Tariq Cohen as a, uh, as a receiving back, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the New England guy and stay steady. The reason I threw Duke Johnson on this list is because I think it's him. I think he's going to be the guy. You look at Houston's offense the past two years, I can't say that they've had a receiving running back, can you? Going back through the depth chart, uh, Lamar no, Miller. I mean, yeah, Lamar did start. it, but. He wasn't amazing at it. That's why I think giving Deshaun Watson that extra weapon and Duke Johnson, I think he's going to take advantage of it. So I'm going to go with Duke Johnson out of that list of guys. All righty, what's the next question? Next question is, we've mentioned it from the top, which guy scares you the most? Zeke with his holdout, Gurley with some injury concerns carrying over, Melvin Gordon with his holdout, or Antonio Brown's whatever the latest news cycle has reported? (laughs) Whatever the latest news cycle has reported. Um, This is actually a really tough question. Kind of scare me. Uh, Le'Veon Bell did set a precedent last year that I could see either Zeke or Melvin sitting out the year if they don't get a contract. Yeah. Literally, I could see either one of them doing it. Um, Melvin, especially. Uh, I, I mean, Melvin Gordon is a top five back and he deserves to be paid like one. 
Uh, but I, I don't know that, you know, the L.A. Chargers are willing to do that. I don't know why they wouldn't be willing to do that. But who scares me the most? Who's the person I'm probably going to stay away from in the draft? It's probably going to be Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the not, not even just with his injury concerns, but, I, I mean, even some of the best receivers that have gone through with Derek Carr still haven't been able to do very much. Uh, Der- I mean, I don't think Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be, you know what I'm saying, putting mm-hmm. up 5,000 yards this year in which Antonio Brown will be the beneficiary. I mean, Antonio Brown's good enough that he's going to make stuff happen. But I could, see, I could see other things popping up, you know, with him going, you know, not getting enough touches or this or that and just things kind of going sour in Oakland. So I'm going to say Antonio Brown. Yeah, to me it is Antonio Brown too just because – Running back, you're going to get the ball handed off to you if you're in the backfield. Wide receiver, there's still that chance that he doesn't have that chemistry with Derek Carr built up from the offseason, and they could be on off the same page for weeks until they get that. So Antonio Brown, to me, is the most scary, but that doesn't mean I won't draft him. If he if everybody starts passing on him and I can get him. In, in like a, the fifth, sixth, sixth round, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say fifth, five, six, seven, somewhere in that yeah. range. I'll take me. Yeah. Um, last question. We got the ranking list that I was looking at. All of these quarterbacks are ranked 20 plus. If you were somehow missed on a quarterback, you wanted early and you got your pick of these guys, who are you going to go with? Lamar Jackson, Nick Foles, Matt Stafford, or Sam Darnold? Uh, I mean, this seems like a hard question. I don't know if it would be to you, but if I'm waiting on a quarterback and I fall down to a point like this, I'm probably going to take a bit of a gamble. I'm not going to use I, – I don't like Matt Stafford in fantasy. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't like Matt Stafford in general. Um, Sam Darnold, no chance I would put him on my fantasy football team. Uh, I mean, he may only – you know, he may, he may have not done that bad last year, but – he ain't going to do very good. I mean, I do see Le'Veon taking the majority of that offense. I mean, I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be making plays for them. You know, barring injury, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a pretty good year. Maybe top, he, he'll be a top 12, top 10 quarterback um, by the end of the season, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson, too, and it's for a reason that you mentioned briefly and moved past. I'm going to take a guy – I'm going to take a gamble because if, it, if the gamble doesn't pay off, I'm pretty sure I could get one of these guys on waivers Yeah, some, at some point during the season and just move on for it. Go for upside and pick up anything else later. Yeah, that makes – yeah. I, I, literally, just wa- load your team with wide receivers and running backs and maybe even a good backup tight end who's in the top ten, you know, if you can snag two of them. And then take a gamble on somebody like Lamar, and it might pay off. I mean, a lot of people gambled on Mahomes in, like, the 13th or 14th round last year. Remember when we had that conversation going back to last year's NFL preview? And I asked you, Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? Do you remember what you said? Deshaun Watson. And remember what I said? Patrick Mahomes. This is one of those rare occasions where I'm right, so I have to enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, hey, a lot of people do think that Deshaun Watson plays for a breakout year this year. Here's here's a hot take for you. I think Deshaun Watson will put up more yards than Patrick Mahomes this year. Okay, okay. Hot take number one of the year. Hot take number one of the football season for just saying sports. You will get much more of those in the upcoming weeks with our NFL previews. But we have one last thing to talk about today. 
or something we were texting about and we decided to talk about it. <laughs> Madden 20 was released a few weeks ago. I picked it up the day it came out. I believe you did not long after. I had it before it was out, actually. Oh, well, aren't I you was, special? I, I was on the uh, three-day pre-play. <laughs> so we were talking about it. You have come to the conclusion that Madden 20 is by far and away the best Madden of the last, what did you say, four or five years? Uh, yeah, at least since like 2013 or 14. All right. I'm going to give you a minute to present your case quickly. And this isn't, it isn't hard. The, only, uh, the, the game itself hasn't changed very much, like what you can do in it with Ultimate Team and, and you know, phrase of the franchise and franchise mode. Not that much has changed. Except they literally redid the entire game engine. Like, that gameplay is 100% smoother. You can, now you can actually pick a fumble up off of the ground while running, like, at it without just falling over or kicking the ball. You can, you can actually, if you tip a ball in the air, you can actually take control of your player and get to the spot where it was tipped up to and, and intercept the ball. When, you're, when, you, when you run into somebody, your guy doesn't just stand there and keep running. It actually <laughs> makes you bounce off, bounce are, off and, and fall to the wayside. I mean, I don't care if I fall down, but if I run into the back of an offensive lineman, I shouldn't just be standing behind him with my feet churning. Yeah. You know, and, and I, they, did a, they did a good job. I, I think they did a much better job. I mean, some of, the, some of the plays are still ridiculous. Some of the stuff that's happened is, eh, but I <laughs> – I still think that this game is by far and away much, 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 much better than Madden 19. All right. So quick question. Do you think this about this Madden because you have not played me in it yet? No, 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 and no. Because I, I've played hours and hours of Ultimate Team and on the last game and this game. And when, when, there, when I – trust me, man. I get mad enough at that. I got mad enough at Madden 19 – that I would actually like shut the game off immediately after things happen because things would happen five or six times in a night where I'm just like, this is unbelievable. The things that would happen in that game weren't even real realistic. And they try to make it as quote unquote realistic as possible. Those things weren't even possible, let alone realistic. I will let the people in on a little secret. Me and Jake go about 50-50 back and forth in most video games. 2K, old NCAA, a lot of those games. The one record that he cannot beat me in is Madden. I don't know why. It just always works out that way. And I've beat hel- you a couple times, but I've never, ever caught ground on what. Uh, it's, it's hilarious to watch Jake's face as we're playing Madden. It's, it's really a joy. Well, just like I do, you do too. We'll throw five interceptions to one another and then. Uh, yeah, no. It's, somehow, some way, somehow you end up returning two of them because my guys don't want to tackle you. Exactly. I said I can't explain it. It's just hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, what? Do you not think that the game engine is better? Do you not think that it's actually a, a higher quality game? I do think it's a higher quality. It's a lot – I'm not going to say easier because easier is the not wor- right word, but it's a lot easier to run the ball. You're not getting yes. tackled for zero yards every play when you run the ball. Yeah, and I mean, when well, the thing about it is, is that they actually give your guy like a running start now. Yes, kind of, sorta, and it, it doesn't just put you at the line. It get it, I, what they did is, I believe they just slowed everything down just a bit, where they give you they give you an extra half second to 
to find the hole that your offensive line makes. And it's the same thing on defense. It gives you that extra second to jump the snap and find the hole that the offensive line leaves. Uh, just, it's, it's just a half second, like just enough to where like you can actually see a play develop before all of a sudden there's just people falling on the ground and feet flying in the air. Yeah. So we will keep the people updated. I have to get my live membership back up and running and we will start a series. Yeah. I will have to take care of it. I'm, I'm, are, are you working on your ultimate team? I have not started ultimate team since I dropped in. Um, let's just say not a great amount of money on ultimate team a few years ago. So I'm, I'm hesitant to go back to it. <laughs> I won't spend money on it. It's just, uh, I got stuck right there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our first fantasy football show of the season. Uh, we have, we'll obviously we'll bring you periodic updates throughout the year. Uh, let you know how our teams are doing. Uh, if you want to let us know how your teams are doing, or if there's any questions you may have for us about fantasy football, please let us know on Twitter at just saying sport. Just shoot us a text, whatever you want to do. Somebody, somebody here who's listening has questions. So let us know. Otherwise, Thank you so much for listening. As always, my name is Jake Hatnip. I'm Sean DeWire. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Just Saying Sports. We've made it to episode 61, and we'll see you for episode 62 next week.